You're listening to Reach Teach Talk with Nat Dane. Welcome back to another episode of Reach Teach Talk. I'm thrilled because our guest today, Craig Wilkinson, is coming from Johannesburg, South Africa. Sun is setting over there while the sun is rising over here in Los Angeles. I, I just think that the optics are, are really neat. Um, it's kind of cool that we live in an age where technology is connecting us. And certainly we have seen in the past couple of years during the pandemic, uh, the use of, in our format, Zoom um, and learning and bringing people together around the world. And when we talk about the now normal, as opposed to the new normal or just the normal, we're talking about a usage of technology and, and capitalizing on what we've all pivoted uh, in the past couple of years to adapt to, which is this platform and this format that again, enables Craig and I to talk uh, today and in, in a way that is simple and seamless. And anyway, I'm just grateful for that aspect of the time that we live in today. Um, Craig Wilkinson grew up in Johannesburg and he's again, like I said, he is coming from Johannesburg today. And uh, he's a social entrepreneur doing great things with his prophet, Father and Nation. We're going to talk today on the definition of masculinity and what it is to be a man in today's world and looking forward. Um, there's been a lot of studies that are just coming out right now about boys and young men and how they have weathered through the pandemic in, in uniquely different ways than, than girls have. And we're certainly looking at an age where terms like toxic masculinity and, and uh, others have kind of impacted the way that young men feel about themselves. Craig will uh, share some, some of his own research and studies about uh, how boys and young men are perceiving themselves as men today and how we can really capitalize on the positive elements of being a man um, without focusing on the heaviness of that uh, term, be a man. So without much further ado, Craig, welcome. Welcome to Reese's Talk. We're thrilled to have you here with us today. Thanks, Ned. Great to be with you. And then awesome to be uh, across the globe, you know, sharing across the pond. It truly is. Across the globe. The same. Humanity's well. the same. I'm sorry, say again? I was just saying, you know, the principles across the world are the same. You know, the cult cultural, uh, you know, demonstration of it may, may differ slightly, but the principles and the fundamentals are the same uh, throughout the world. Humanity is humanity. Humanity is humanity. Let's start from there, actually. Um, when it comes to the idea of, of the, the male element of being human, what, what is your definition of masculinity? What is it about being a man that, that is uh, unique? Well, I mean, that's a massive question. And it's a, it's a fairly fluid question in some ways, but, but in other ways, it's not fluid. You know, uh, I, I always like to come from the standpoint, particularly in today's age, you know, the true Authentic masculinity is a beautiful, powerful, wonderful gift to the world. You know, we, we've got to start from that standpoint, as is femininity. You know, these are gifts to the world. I mean, I, I in, in recent times, I've really felt the need to emphasize, you know, human first. We're so polarized. You know, I look at American politics. I look at what's happening in South Africa, across the world. You know, we're so polarized, um, you know, in, into these different categories and groups. Uh, and, and if we could just say, well, you know what, before anything else, before I'm a man, before I'm a South African, before I'm white, before I'm a Christian or an atheist or whatever I might happen to be, I'm a human being. And, and that's my fundamental identity. And that's the most important thing that makes me who I am. When you look at masculinity, um, it, as I said, it's a beautiful gift to humanity. Uh, and, and there's so much demonization of, of masculinity at the moment. Uh, uh, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the, the word toxic masculinity. But, you know, 
I've written a little book that called the six pack of masculine virtues, you know, you know, playing on the word, the six pack that you can drink the six pack of your stomach. Uh, but more important than that, it's, it's, it's the virtues that you uh, play out and live out uh, as a man, you know, and when we can run through those briefly, if you'd like, but, you know, I, I don't think you can have, you know, one definite, this is what masculinity is. I, th I think it encompasses a lot. There's also beautiful archetypes of masculinity. You know, you've probably studied the, the king, the warrior, the lover, the friend, you know, these, these are different masculine archetypes that have come through the years. And again, there's such value in all of those. And I think today, men need to have multiple facets to who they are. There's a time when you need to be the king. You know, you, you, you know your domain, you're an expert in your domain. Uh, you know, you, you, you manage it well. Uh, you know, good kings don't dominate, good kings serve. You know? So there's the servant leadership. So king doesn't have the the negative connotation of, you know, I'm, I'm ruling with an iron scepter and, you know, do as I say, well, that's not a king. You know, a king creates an atmosphere in which everyone in the kingdom can flourish and thrive and become their best. And that's what king is. You know, warrior too. We need to be warriors at times. You know, you know life is brutal, Matt, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, life is, life is not a bed of roses, you know, unemployment, sickness, you know, pandemics, these things come, you know, and, and at times when things are tough, you need to have the warrior face. You need to put on the face and, and, and fight this thing through. The friend, you know, there are times when you need to listen and hear and be soft and gentle and give your time, and, you know, and the lover. You know, love is not just a sexual thing. Lover is a, an intimate, gentle, caring, listening, nurturing, serving, you know. So these, these are the facets of masculinity which, which we all need to have. Uh, and I think one of the problems we have is we typecast it as this or that, or, you know, just as we polarize. I'm rambling a bit. No, you're not rambling whatsoever. This is amazing. I, I would look, I'd love for you to break down the six pack as well in just a moment, but I'm curious about this talk about um, why it is that society today seems to be playing off the negative images of, of masculinity, the negative stereotypes, and instead of cultivating and, 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 and nurturing um, more positive um, definitions. Well, the reality of our history, you know, I like to look at, if you look at the history of masculinity, you can really talk about five streams, you know, um, historically, uh, two are very good, two can be quite negative, and well, three are very good. So, I mean, historically, men have laid down their lives for their countries and for their families, you know. I mean, you, you look at the amount of men killed in World War II. Now, I'm not a proponent of war, but I am uh, totally sympathetic to a just war, to, to when a bully comes into your house, you, you can't just let that bully override, you know, you need to, you need to fight back. I mean, you look at what's happening in Russia and Ukraine at the moment, you know, if, if bullies, you know, look at the second one, look at Nazi Germany, you know, if, if the allied forces didn't get together and resist that evil, what kind of world would we live in today? You know, so there has to be, so men have laid down their lives throughout history. You know, if you, if you look at that, you look at 9-11, you know, 330 first responders died in 9-11, in 300 of those were men, you know, so, so it's very often the men charging into danger, laying down their lives, and they're not, they're doing this selflessly for other people. So there's, there's that aspect of, of the history of masculinity. If you look at the second aspect is, is men, um, the dirty jobs. You know, you look at, I guarantee the house that you live in, the buildings you, 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 you enter, the, the oil that you put into your vehicle, whether you whatever whether your politics are around renewable energy, um, you know, that was extracted by men, built by men. The vast majority of bricklayers and oil workers and men, you know, so men, men do the dirty, hard jobs, you know, and we've got to, we've got to give accolades for this, you know, there's a heroism, there's a, you know, but then men have abused power. So you look at how many, you know, the, the casting couch, you know, I mean, we've seen recently the Epsteins and the, you know, I mean, uh, tragically the Bill Cosby, you know, we all thought this was, you know, so men have abused their power um, as well, historically. 
know, they had positions of power, never abused that. They've also treated women as objects. You know, we you know we go back to that. So 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 th those two elements are negative. But you look at the, the history of men and women together. I mean, for the all of our history, men and women have lived together in harmony, cooperation, creating families, creating children, raising those families, doing whatever they need to do. And there's been a tremendous partnership and harmonious. So. What's fa what's fascinating about the social media era is that you know you often hit the five percent or the two percent the one the, the vocal angry people setting the agenda you know don't you for the rest and and I I think the vast majority of people um, love men and love women and love the, the dance between the genders I mean think about it you and I exist today because many years back uh, a mom and a dad got together and they co-created you and I you know you know that, that's I mean I think the world continues to function well when men and women continue this creative dance, you know, in every aspect. Um, but because there has been abuse and because there's been a, a, a shifting of roles, you know, we've moved from very much a, a manufacturing physical type economy into a, an information-based economy and service-based economy where, where strength, physical strength is not an issue anymore. You know, it's intellectual strength. And men and women, uh, I mean, the real research is very clear on this, you know, men and women, in terms of intellect are pretty much on average the same you know there's no you can't i mean there's slight differences in terms of spatial perception etc but but you know so it's moved into that economy so I, I think the negativity has come around a backlash from where there has been abuse but you can't say that that abuse has been um the vast majority you know, the vast majority of families don't have an abusive tyrannical father and husband you know beating up on his wife and you know that that's not but because that has been the case um, you know, there's been a, a backlash against that in the back. And, and I think the narrative, in many ways, uh, many of the narratives that are out there through social media are, are quite distorted and quite damaging. So I think we need to really return to a picture of men are good. Fundamentally, no boy is born an abuser. You know, no, no boy is born a racist. No boy is born, you know, any of these things. You know, something happens on the, on the, on the journey from, from baby to boy, from boy to man. And I think one of the key contributors to that is, is uh, the breakup of households, the breakup of the family. The, the, the absence of fathers in the household is a, is a crucial um, cause, causative effect of, of why men have gone so, so wrong, you know, uh, and why there's confusion around masculinity. Uh, the fathers are not present. Young boys look to older men to model masculinity to them. You know? a, a, a mother cannot model what it means to be a man to her boy. She can model what it means to be a woman to her daughter, uh, but she can't model because she isn't a man. You know? A father needs to do that. So young boys look to older men to model masculinity to them. And in the absence of a father, uncle, close, intimate um, you know, mentor or stepfather can also do that. Uh, where do they look? You know, they're confused. They look to rap stars and you know, the, the, often the wrong models of what it means to be a man. Your work with with Father Our Nation this segues beautifully into to your nonprofit. Um, can you can you can you share for the audience here kind of what the mission is behind Father Our Nation and how it dovetails with what you were just sharing about the absence of fathers and the, that impact on healthy masculinity development? Yeah, thanks, Ned. I mean, look, we South Africa is a a very wounded society, as you know. Our history is is one of apartheid and breaking up of families and violence and. And so we have a very, very high incidence of, of fatherlessness here. I mean, in some communities, up to 70% of kids are growing up without a father, present and engaged. And we see that working out in society. We have uh, the, probably the world's highest incidence of gender-based violence, you know, violence against women. 
uh, in children. And, and the, the, two, the correlation between the two is just irrefutable. So we, I started Father Nation 10 years back with, with, the, with the belief and the view that if we can heal men, we can heal the world. Uh, I, mm. I, I totally believe that. You know, men, broken men uh, are very dangerous. You know, they're dangerous to themselves. The suicide rate amongst men is four times higher than that of women, and that's pretty across the globe, you know, very slightly, uh, because men, are, you know, when, when a man decides to do himself in, he does himself in generally, um, uh, and, and yep. when a man is broken, wounded, yep. uh, distorted notion of what it means to be a man, he's a destructive person, both to himself and those around him. So Father Nation was really, if we can refather our nation, if we can refather men who've grown up unfathered, uh, restore those men, you know, heal the woundedness in them from a lack of father or uh, and restore into them a good understanding of what it means to be a man. And that's where the six pack emerged. We can heal families, communities, societies, our nation, and, and by extension, the world. You know? And I think this applies across the, across the globe. Can you, can you share a bit about the impact of isolation on, on male uh, kind of male mental health, right? The, this, cause, cause I'm thinking about this in a sense of two, two things. One, I'm thinking about just the whole uh, being brought up to, to be that rugged individual, right? I can do this alone. I'm a man, I, you know, kind of these traits that positive, that positively uh, are emulated and have been um, for, for a long time, um, this as a definition of masculinity, the, the rugged individual. And then I'm also thinking about isolation in terms of the past couple of years with the pandemic. And when I'm thinking about boys and young men and how they have been growing up in during times of lockdown, during times of uh, forced um, isolation. And, and just what, what, what have you discerned in terms of the connection between isolation and masculinity and how that pertains to kind of what Father Nation is looking to heal. Right. Yeah, it's a very deep and complex question. And, you know, I mean, what I will share now is anecdotal. It's not um, scientifically researched at all. I don't think we've had the, the time frame necessary to research this, the full impact of lockdown. Oh, look, lockdown has affected men and women uh, deeply, human beings. You know, there was a beautiful story, a touching story from Canada of this <laughs> A big, uh, rough, bearded, uh, blue-collar worker man who was getting some lunch in a, in, a, in a store, and he'd forgotten to put his mask on. You may have seen the clip. And a little five-year-old girl came up to him and said to him, you've got such a beautiful face, you know. And this guy, this big blue-collar, actually broke down in tears, and he realized, you know, he, he, in his view, he doesn't have, he's got a big bearded face. But the point is, this little girl hadn't seen a stranger's face, you know. She'd just seen a mask, and she was just missing, you know, any face she saw was beautiful. Uh, and I think lockdown has had a huge impact on, on disconnectedness. And, and I think it's, it varies at different ages, you know. Young kids growing up uh, are not learning facial cues, are they? You know, micro expressions and stuff. But I think in terms of masculinity, men, particularly boys growing up, need the rough and tumble. They need the outdoors. You know, they need, they need the contact, you know. You look at the way a boy reacts with his dad, very different to the way a daughter does, you know. I mean, my son used to come running down the driveway and, and tackle me, you know, when, I, when I'd come home. And, and there was fighting and roughing and tumbling, you know. And I think that the sport and, and, and is crucial for men, you know. It's a, it's a way of, of, of it, it's a way, you know, if you look in the wild, it's where animals rough and tumble to learn how to control their strength and how, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And, 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 you know, and I think a lack of that is very destructive in boys. You know, we've seen a trend in this too with, with social media and, and boys not being outdoors anymore, being indoors and living their lives virtually through, you know, games and gaming, you know. And that's, um, 
is a place for that, but I think it's it, it's destructive if that's all that they do. You know, you know, I, I think every boy needs to get out there and, and do not necessarily only sport, but sport, hiking, nature, you know, that kind of stuff. And when you rob a boy of that, I think you do it does have an impact on their psychological, emotional, and physical development. And um, I think we're definitely seeing that. You know, I mean, aggression comes out then in other forms. You know, you need you need. Uh, positive, good, healthy outlets for aggression to be controlled in the right kind of way. And without those, you know, it, it, it tends to surface in other ways. Addictions, pornography has become a massive thing. You know, I mean, these kinds of addictions that, that boys are, are moving into as opposed to having a healthy outlet for it. I'm looking at the uh, the, 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 the headlines um, in the papers or on, on news sites uh, about the metaverse. And we are on the cusp of a whole new kind of foray into technology. And, yeah. and it's interesting because I'm thinking about how we began this conversation where I was celebrating and praising the pixels that bring <laughs> us together from 8,000 miles away. Yet at the same time, those pixels can never quite replicate the actual experience of being outdoors. Like the, the different areas of the brain fire up when you're wearing a, a VR you know, uh, glasses and you're, and you're looking at nature and you're absolutely convincing yourself that you're in nature as you're walking through in this metaverse environment, but you're not, your brain is not, mm -hmm. it knows the difference right. and, and we'll never, I mean, who knows, but certainly we have not been able to replicate the actual real life experience right. through the screen um, in terms of being able to fool our brains. And if you can't fool your brain, then you're not gonna be able to fool your, you're not, fool, you know, you're not fooling yourself. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking about that as you were as you were talking, Craig, about the need for being outdoors, the need for the rough and tumble. And I'm actually quite intrigued by what you just said also about in the rough and tumble, it's not so much about the aggression. It is about the aggression and showing your strength, mm -hmm. but it's also about restraint. It's learning yes. how to pull back. And, and I'm thinking about dogs now, <laughs> you know, like two puppies mm -hmm. going, you know, wrestling each other and, and how their, their teeth will bite into the neck of the other, but not too hard. It's almost like they're testing it. And I don't see much of a difference yeah. between boys yeah. as well. No, it's exactly, it's the same thing. It's crucial. You know, I, I think about my son, he's now 28 years old. But when Luke turned 11, I said to him, you know, Luke, um, what do you want to do for your birthday, my boy? I said, you can do anything you want. As long as it's not too expensive, you can do, you know. So he writes this list, Nat. And, and it was just, a, it was just such a, I mean, it just was beautiful. The list was this. He wanted to invite all his friends around and they wanted to wrestle me, their dad. <laughs> I thought I'm in for a great weekend, you know. So uh, number one, number two, they wanted to um, play some rugby. You know, uh, rugby. I know you've got it. Uh, number three, they wanted to have an arm wrestling competition. My son. Number four, they wanted to um, light, have some fireworks. But he said, Dad, I don't want to just light the firecrackers. He said, Can we blow something up, please? <laughs> this is this is his wish list. Yeah? Then they wanted to have a cookout, and then they wanted to play PlayStation the whole night through. You know. And we did it, you know, we did that whole thing. And I don't know, there must have been 15 kids, you know, I had a bruised stomach the next day. <laughs> but um, you could you could literally smell the testosterone. You know, it was just this, you know, but it was so beautiful because it was young boys putting themselves against the older bull and learning what to do and what not to do. And, you know, and, and they wanted to blow something up. But, you know, and, and you know, if, if you don't have an older man directing how you can blow things up in a safe fashion, what are they going to do? They're going to they're blow things up in an unsafe fashion. You know, if you don't have that controlled aggression, what's going to happen? Guns are going to come out, fighting's going to inappropriate expressions of it. So it's so crucial that that, that we have this. You know, and I, I'm I am you know, like anything, technology is a tool that can be used for fantastic good, but it can also be used very badly. You know? yeah. I, I often use the analogy of a car, a motor vehicle. You know, a motor vehicle is a beautiful thing. We all use them every single day, or virtually. But they can also be dangerous. You know, I mean, tens of thousands of people are killed every year on our roads. 
So a motor vehicle is a powerful tool for good, but a destructive tool for bad in the wrong hands. And in order to, to learn how to drive a motor vehicle, you need someone who's driven a motor vehicle to teach you. You, you can't do a YouTube clip on how to drive. You, know, you need an instructor there. And that instructor has to know how to, and, and masculinity is the same thing. You need, uh, you know, it's a destructive force for bad, but it's a beautiful force for good if, if driven properly. And you need a man who knows how to drive his masculinity to teach young boys how to do it. And uh, you're not going to find that in the metaverse. You know, it's, it's, it's all virtual. Great. That's, that's really, really well said. And I'm thinking about a program that I run in the summer in Los Angeles here uh, called Reach Academy for Young Men that is completely mentorship based. And what you're talking about, Craig, sounds to me very much like the true definition of what a mentor is. It's somebody who is um, providing the structure, providing the, in, in a sense, the safety that comes with that kind of structure about how to learn to drive the car, right? Or how to learn to wrestle or how to learn to, you know, play rugby. And it is, it's, it's giving them, though, the freedom, the boys, the young men to uh, engage in a way that, that is relational. Um, yeah. You mentioned, just as an aside, actually, earlier about the spatial perceptual, um, uh, you know, kind of innate skills that boys have. They, 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 just studies have confirmed that men or, or males have a stronger sense of spatial perception. Yeah. And that goes with their whole visual and that goes with the whole kind of looking at the field, you know, and uh, and all of that. So but the mentor relationship and and boys are relational beings. And that's what we focus on with Reach Academy. It certainly sounds a lot in line with what kind of you, what you've been doing with Father Nation as well, because it's capitalizing on what you've whittled down into six different strengths, this six pack of of, of strengths and skills that really every young man should identify and, and capitalize on. Maybe actually now is a great time for you to at least be able to list those six and uh, and then and then share. We'll have a Chiron here about your website and all, but to share kind of what how we can access them. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, let me just list them very quickly. I mean, it's it's a weekend seminar if you go in detail. But you know, the first one is that men have strength. You know, physically um, we have strength. Verbally we've got strength. Emotionally, I mean, there are many different kinds of strength a man has. And what the number one quality of a good man is, is what does he do with his strength? It's not how much strength he has, it's what he does with it. And, 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 and there are three things you can do. You can fail to use your strength. You know, the old quote, all it takes for evil to prevail is for good men to be silent. And it's so true, you know, uh, or he can misuse his strength. You know, so the one is passive. The one is aggressive. Uh, someone said it beautifully once. He said the opposite of masculinity is not femininity, it's passivity. We're not designed to be passive as men. So you can fail to use your strength, you can misuse your strength, or you can use it for good. Uh, you know, strength is there to, is a sacred trust. I'm going to use it to love, to serve, honor, protect, provide. You know, that's what we do. Number one quality. What do you do with your strength? Number second quality is, is, is you tend your fields. You know, every man has a field. In, in that field is, is himself, his loved ones, his roles and responsibilities, his material possessions. You know, and, 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 and a good man says, I'm going to make sure everything in my field is well cared for, nurtured, looked after, you know, tended to. Uh, the third one is um, how, how you value and judge yourself. You know, true masculinity judges itself not by its uh, possessions or image or externalities. It judges itself by its character. You know, so it's not the size of your bank balance. It's the size of your heart. You know, and, and there it goes to a lot of the, the wrong definitions of masculinity. You know, we, I talk about the four big lies. Sex, power, money, and big boys don't cry. You know, and that, I mean, you, working with boys, you know, that's what we grew up with. You know, the more stick woman I can have, the more of a man I am. The more power... The more money, and by the way, big boys don't cry. And that's the destructive um, messages we receive growing up as boys. 
uh, you know, and, but, but it doesn't talk about, are you a man of your word? Do you have a set of values that you uh, align to? Uh, do you give more than you take? I mean, so you judge yourself by your character and not by your possessions image. That's the third one. The fourth one is he builds a band of brothers. And that's it's so crucial. I mean, I, you know, just coming online with you now, you know, I, I feel a sense of brotherhood. It's wonderful, you know, like-mindedness, you know, you want to go to war together, you know, you, you want to do, and we are in many ways. Um, but men tend to be lonely. You know, they, they, you know, the research is very clear. A lot of men are lonely. You know, they have a friend they can drink a beer with and watch a game of sport with. But in terms of really connecting deeply, vulnerably, sharpening each other, you know, uh, holding each other accountable, being, being that support, you know, the kind of, you know, the, the band of brothers that goes to war together. We don't, we've lost that connection often. So we cannot be our best as men alone. We need a band of brothers around us to do that. And, and so that's the, the, the fourth quality, you build a band of brothers. The fifth quality is you mentor the next generation. You know, every, young, boys look to older, young boys look to older men to teach them how to be a man. You know? and, and most of my mentors, or many of them, I've never met. You know? They've been books that I've read and you know, lives that I've followed. But we all need mentors and we all need to mentor. Uh, it's crucial. You know, I can tell amazing stories, I'm sure you can too, about the power of that. And, and, and when it's not in place, the, the, you know, how boys just are destroyed through lack of masculine role modeling and mentoring. And the final quality, Nat, is, is um, the final you know, point in the six pack is he makes the world a better place. And I love that one. You know, we're designed to make the world a better place. And, you know, someone said so truthfully, you can often tell the character of a man by looking at his wife, you know. Is she nurtured? Is she flourishing? Is she thriving? Is she the best she can be? Because that's the role of a man, you know? Uh, and and is, is, are you, is your country a better place because you're a citizen of it? Is your workplace better? Are your colleagues better because you, are your kids, you know? So are you making the world a better place? You know, are you a giver or are you a taker? You know, as men, we're designed to be net givers and you can't outgive God in the universe, can you? You know, the more you give and create and, you know, the more that comes back to you. But the point is, are you making the world a better place? So in a nutshell, that's that's the six pack. Wow, that is just awesome. That is so inspiring. Um, it, it's it's inspiring because so much of what goes into these six elements is is future oriented, and it's looking beyond yourself and looking at your role within the fabric of the community. Um, and I, I just love that, and that is something that you know sounds to me that every young man um, would be very well helped, well assisted by having this. Uh, reminder that he is one of, uh, you know, you, you, one patch in the whole quilt of, of, of society here and, and the ripple effect of how you are, not even what you do, but who you are, um, has a massive impact on, on others. And uh, we need this today. <laughs> um, I'm also thinking about range, the word range, and how one man's range can just be just so broad. And I'm also look, thinking about range in terms of one's own male identity. And maybe we can wrap up this conversation, unfortunately, way too quick. I can't believe how fast this half an hour has gone by. Um, very, very, very good sign about the, the depth of our conversation here, Craig. And I'm thinking about the, to maybe end on this idea of like what the range is of, of, of one's sense of, of masculinity and what what the range is of a masculine self. Um, yeah. And and because I think that part of this idea of toxic masculinity is just lumping yeah. all men together as this type of a person. Yeah. And yet 
that's not the case. Um, and maybe there's some, there's some, some lesson you can leave us with um, regarding the definition of masculinity today and, and, and how important that idea of range is. That's a great question, Matt. I mean, um, you, know, I, you know, I think really one needs to conclude a conversation like this by, by, by just giving the message to men that, that you are enough. I think the biggest wound on a man's heart is I'm not enough. I don't have what it takes. You know? And then that's, that's a wound that men grow up in. A lot of bad masculine behavior comes from that, the need to prove, the sense that I'm not enough. And you either withdraw or you overcompensate. Uh, and that's absolutely crucial. You know, however tall you are, whatever ethnicity you are, whatever, uh, you know, whoever you are, whatever you are, is enough to be valuable and have a huge impact on the world. And you need to be that. But that range is important. And I, and I think... Men are confused at the moment. Boys are growing up confused. And the, and the need for the kind of work you do is so crucial because it's teaching, it's helping boys to, to, to weather the confusion and stop being on the back foot uh, and be everything they were made to be. And, and the range is this, you know, on the one hand, the world has typecast men as this, these Neanderthal, knuckle-dragging, um, toxic, uh, you know, abusive, you know, macho. You know, the, the one hand is the macho. On the other hand, what the world is feeding men is be more feminine, be 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 a woman. Don't be a man, be a woman. Be soft and sensitive. Be the nice guy. You know, uh, true masculinity is, is somewhere in between the two. You know, there are times to be the nice guy, but there's times also to be the strong guy. You know, and that's why I said those, those archetypes. So the range is, you know, from king and warrior to lover and friend, from being, being standing up and taking full responsibility and not being afraid to lead and make decisions and be strong and be real, but also not being afraid to cry, to be vulnerable. To say, you know, I'm I'm really struggling right now, you know, and that I, I I'm, I'm battling, you know, I'm in a, in a in a tough place. To to be able to do that and be able to listen to others to do, it. and that's the range, and I think that's the range every man needs to have because you're dangerous. <laughs> you you're dangerous to the danger. You're not dangerous to them. <laughs> you know, you're dangerous to corruption, to racism, to sexism, to to gender. -based. You're dangerous to that, to the evil. Uh, um, but you but and people are safe in your presence, but you're also able to be vulnerable. You know, it's the warrior poet, and I and I think. That's the range we all need to, to, to aim at. But wherever we fit in that range, you know, some guys are more soft, caring, loving, sensitive. That's absolutely beautiful. Some guys tend to be more the, you know, the marine types. And that's also fantastic. But the marine needs to have the ability to be sensitive. And the sensitive guy needs to have the ability to step up and be a marine when it's needed of him. Anyway, I... I, I... <laughs> that, is, that is so well put. That's such a great way to wrap this up because by, by saying the marine must be the sensitive and the sensitive person must be like the marine, it's... it's Again, it's that range of, of, of who we are. And we're such complex individuals, whether you're a man or a woman or whatnot, we are as human beings, getting back to your original statement earlier, Craig, at the beginning of this conversation, focusing on the human of us all and, and how that you know, is something we all have in common. But the complexity of our individual humanity is, is just infinite. And, uh, and this idea of being able to, to expand in that range um, gives us both freedom, but also a lot of responsibility that comes with that as well. It's, it's nice. the word you haven't said, which is funny because this word is so overused in today's, at least in, in America, is, uh, is authenticity. And yet that is what you're talking about. It's yeah. to really fully embrace your authentic self and in all the wide range that it is. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, I really, I mean, I've learned a lot uh, today, Craig, and I'm so, so grateful for the time that you've taken from 8,000 miles away and the separate hemisphere and, and evening mm. over there, morning over here, but I've had yeah. my morning coffee and I've been enjoying it very, very much uh, <laughs> as I've been waking up to, yeah. to this conversation. Thank you. Wonderful. Tremendous, Ned. Lovely chatting to you and, and keep up the fantastic work you're doing. 
please you do as well and uh and thanks again for your time and we're all beneficiaries of your wisdom and everything that you've done to really focus on this incredible need for a spot to spotlight and strengthen and embolden and also to invert this notion of toxic masculinity and uh and and really instead really work from within to celebrate and i would say honor um what it is to be a man today so thank you absolutely we need to do that cheers you've been listening to reach teach talk with nat damon if you'd like to recommend a guest for a future episode you can send your suggestion or questions to nat at reachacademics.com